Welcome to the Twin Geeks. This is Calvin. I'm here with Tyler. Tyler, it's been a long time, but you know what they say. Um, you can't make a Tyler omelet without breaking a couple Greggs. So uh, glad to have you back on the program. How long uh, did you practice that in the mirror this morning? <laughs> I practiced at least three times just waiting for you to come in, honestly. Uh, I think uh, perfection requires a lot of practice. Um yeah, that's why you're you're a pro. I'm like um, Kendall no. coming up for his uh L to the OG uh rap. Like uh, uh imagine him practicing in the mirror. That's that's me getting ready for for the show here. Do you, do you think he practiced that? I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he uh, practices anything or if he just like thinks no. he is so good at it that he's going to just like wing it every time and get it right. But uh um, yeah. All these people walk on like a rare fighter that I can't even imagine. I can't imagine being in that kind of life. And uh, maybe succession is like a, a mirror into this kind of uh, world that we have no access to besides on television and the media. Uh, the kinds of people that we wouldn't like to know, especially, but we might want to watch yeah. fail. Yeah, absolutely. That I think, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll get into it, obviously, but. You know, succession really is like a summation of everything that's wrong in the country and the world in, in these times uh, of the last, you know, five years or so. Is some shows that have come along have, you know, really spoken to a moment in American history. Um, it, and that's kind of their legacy, right? The Sopranos mm. and The Wire, when you talk about them, are so like early to mid two thousands. Um, and this show will be the defining show of this time period for sure. There were a lot of like uh, shows that really struggled with how to do like uh, maybe political commentary during a Trump era originally, as the show was premiering. Um, so many were so literal about it and uh, tried to have like uh, Trumpian figures. And I think uh, the smartest thing Succession does is it kind of keeps politics kind of like right to the side. Like it's it's always there, but it's always just like in striking distance too. Um, there's the threat of politics and everything they do, but it's not saying here's Trump and uh and making like the obvious SNL, uh, you know, uh, Alec Baldwin. Uh, it's not that, right? Thank God. <laughs> You're the SNL guy, so I know. I know you've seen most of those. I'm sure. Oh my God, that's actually a quick, quick uh, side tangent. Uh, I actually rewatched an old SNL this morning, which I usually never do. Um, I just don't really like rewatch stuff in general, but mm. um, me and a friend, a couple friends, we watched uh, the 2002 Scooby-Doo last night uh, <laughs> starring Michelle Geller and Freddie Prince Jr. Is it kind of uh, Which good? I had never seen before. No. Uh, okay. It's, it's not, not kind of good. Uh, no. I is think it the James Gunn of... one? Or is that? Yeah, I, I found that okay. out. Um, I, I didn't know that going into it, but apparently he was a writer on both those movies. Um uh, I know a lot of people say that those, that especially the first one, is good. I think that's kind of like people that are significantly younger than us who, who like, you know, were five years old when that movie came out and mm -hmm. are like, I, I love it. Um, I don't think that movie's actually good and it's pretty tough to watch. But um, 
so we're watching that and and we watched that because we're watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer which is incredible stands mm. test of time um and so then I watched this morning uh Sarah Michelle Gellar hosting SNL uh <laughs> right right after Scooby Doo came out so it's, uh fall 2002 and let me tell you that was an interesting SNL episode more than half the sketches were 911 related right um, yeah <laughs> they, they had some dude I'd never seen before uh, playing George W. Bush because I guess <laughs> Will Ferrell just left the show. Yeah. Um, and this guy was not good. Um, so it's SNL is a fascinating time capsule too, always. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, even in that era, you had like um, Oliver Stone making things like W was his a uh, W yeah. was his a uh, um, George W. Bush movie, the Josh Brolin starring one. And uh even then, it was so on the nose. I think like the uh, maybe the material success of succession is just being just enough outside our culture. It's kind of like even not our reality. Like a, it's not like Trump is president in succession, or it's not even like it's this year. Especially, it doesn't have to be. Um, I it does. It, does this last season I think take it, place like last year or something, or is it like it's during a presidential no, really. election? So it must have been a few years ago. Yeah, probably like 2020, right? Okay, so um, yeah, maybe it's just coming out of... um. Well, I mean, like Trump doesn't quite exist, or Fox News doesn't quite exist, because it's like ATN or uh, whatever in this. So um, uh, I think because it is like all these microcosms of what really is happening, and you get like the Rupert Murdoch of it all, uh, it is so successful, just staying away from the obvious things, uh, which would age it, I think. Uh, like you say, watching the 2002 one uh, of SNL. Uh, by the way, uh, a lot of were there a lot of 9/11 references in Scooby Doo or not? Not quite. <laughs> James um, Gunn was a controversial filmmaker. There probably is something, but, but <laughs> nothing that I can recall uh, overtly. No, there. It was a lot of like early 2000s humor, though, and, and fashion. And, and cultural reference points um and not in a good way usually <laughs> yeah um there was a P- pamela anderson cameo okay um uh, yeah interesting uh have you been following succession since the the first season have you been a weekly watcher of the show so no i um my my path with succession was um, you know, when it first came out, which was 2018, I believe it was either 18 or 19. Um, I think 18. Um, I, I did not watch the first season at, when it came out. Um, but it was start it's it grew buzz as, as it went on. Right. Um, oh, yeah. I think you, you adopted it pretty early on there in the first season. Um, and I caught up with it, um, while season two was airing i think like towards the end of season two and then watch the rest live um and you know that i think that's kind of how i my experience with shows like um some of the great shows like breaking bad and Mad Men. obviously i didn't start like you know the day the pilot aired i was watching them and, and caught up like halfway through or something nobody really did with breaking bad like nobody watched that first season no. or two uh, everyone was a latecomer 
Well, yeah, I mean, think about where AMC was like back right. in, in the 2000s. Like, I didn't know AMC about it. was just where, where you went to watch the Godfather trilogy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> or like a random and, Western might be on there, you know. Um, it was like, American oh, they're mini Midwest. HBO now? Like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, and then they became like a quasi, like somewhere between HBO Showtime was like a the AMC formula, which was a, a kind of stylish, cool uh, filmmaking, but also uh, very... Um, accessible marketable um uh-huh. marketable stuff like breaking bad's almost like a comic book in a way the way uh like the uh seriousness of that is a lot different than like the gravity of succession or something um better call Saul, i think changes that and comes a little closer um but those they're different shows with different um purposes uh um and i think they're comedic in very different ways this is like comedic in like a shakespearean way uh, whereas like Better Call Saul is just hilarious because I, like, you know, uh, because it has great actors in it. And it's um, almost more of a template show, I think. Uh, well, would you say that's true? Uh, well, this is kind of like Ballers, but uh, Ballers made for like a, a political arena of like modern day. Uh, I, I think I lost your thread there. How is Succession like Ballers? Well, it's like ballers industry like these show entourage like these shows about rich people and and their like interior lives and uh mm. whereas like better call saul is kind of like this um story about it's still like breaking bad it's like you're following a journey to its natural end you want to see how bad it's going to get for these characters uh whereas succession i think we're we're looking for someone <laughs> that we don't especially like to win we're like waiting for the shoe to drop like it's almost like uh, uh, the people we root against might be the most successful in the end. They kind of have different odds that way. Whereas the likable characters of like Better Call Saul, it's like they're they're going to fail. Um, the people you believe in are all going to lose. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I think it, it is interesting that what seemed to be a lot of the shows we hold in the highest regard of like american television especially the uh, 21st century um seem to be crafted around anti-heroes and rooting for a bad person to succeed um i, I mean breaking bad mad men the sopranos um and i would argue succession too like I, Absolutely. You know, we get to, we get to the finale of succession like hell yeah i wanted kendall to pull it off like i was like let's go man like i want to okay, see this guy kendall do it guy. yeah um, I, I mean i just love kendall i think kendall is like the character of the show for sure i think you could argue or prior to the season i think you could have argued it was Logan Roy's show, not in the sense that he's like the protagonist, because he obviously was not. But you could say he was the like the center of things. Everything the the, the gravity of the him. show yeah. was yes. And I think I think as the show wraps, I I don't think that's the case. I think you're meant to feel like it was probably probably was Kendall's show all along. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that was part of like the play of the last season was you could kind of like mark certain seasons as being someone's show, um, whether it's like a Kendall, then Shiv, then Roman, then maybe Kendall possibly again, or uh, possibly even the last season being Greg and Tom's show, <laughs> uh, which, which is I what love I that want. show too. 
Yeah. yeah uh, the Disgusting Brothers spinoff. I, I hope coming to uh, HBO in the next couple of years. Uh, or Max, uh, excuse me. HBO yeah. isn't a brand, is it? Um, <laughs> it is a brand under Max. It's a strange thing that to sh- like change services like the week before like the best show yeah. you've made the last 20 years. Like it's just <laughs> such a strange pivot point to me. Like um, because HBO is so consistently since Sopranos has put out like the best TV, like the best prestige television besides yeah. the AMCs out there. Uh, just very strange for me to like change that branding. Like it's almost like entering a new era after succession. It makes me uncomfortable. It it really is. I mean, I I think it really is entering a new era, to be honest. Um, succession felt like, and obviously, uh, we we should mention uh, that obviously this is a succession discussion, but the same night succession ended, Barry ended as well. Okay, they ended together. Like, okay, that must have been the same night. Yeah, that's yeah. like cable pairing. Like, you want people to stay on for the next show, that your next and, big show. Yeah, and they were both four seasons, mm-hmm. um, and so so they kind of really ran together. Um, and I think those are definitely two of the key shows of the last ten years for sure. Um, and for Succession, though specifically, it straddled what I would say was like the golden age of TV. Like Succession felt like a traditional like Mad Men, Sopranos esque show in a way that like we just don't really get anymore mm. um it, it kind of felt like a, the last strain of like a bygone era of like prestige actual prestige television not the shit that they like cook up uh and, and put on netflix and, and amazon prime that's like hey, it's fun i thought that thought about that show for two weeks and then yeah. never thought about it again um like the show actually had weight to it and ran for five years and everybody talked about it. Uh, and, you know, I remember when Game of Thrones ended, obviously, you know, very polarizing a whole <laughs> yeah, story was... to talk about with Game of Thrones. But people really did talk about when that show ended, like, was this going to be the last show of like Golden Age TV? Uh, was it like, the last uh, monoculture everyone was saying? Yeah. Yeah. And I think Succession ended up being that. And so now I think we have the conversation again, is this going to end up being? And, you know, with the streaming landscape right now and and specifically the way HBO is going with uh, being under Max and David Zaslav. Oh, yeah. You know, who knows what's going to happen, really? Zaslav, after cutting so many jobs out, like rubbing shoulders at Cannes. And yeah, I mean, just like a monster. Uh, The writing strikes, uh, number one enemy. Public enemy number one for the writers of America right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, he's a uh, in an uncomfortable, unwinnable position uh, as of now. Where uh, uh, pairing these services now, I'm like, uh, okay, my favorite show of the last ten years just ended. Now I'm gonna watch Doctor Pimple Popper or something like. Uh, what does Nat Geo add to my life or whatever? Uh, Discovery. I don't know uh, all their uh, brands. Their TLC maybe. Well, I saw a very funny picture someone posted um like the night succession the the finale went live uh, on the max homepage it was like like view now or or like featured or whatever and it was succession and next to it was like some show about otters 
on Discovery Channel. <laughs> Fantastic, <laughs> yeah. Just it's just kind of nothing, right? Like just succession, like the most like bespoke like television of the last 20 years, next to you know, just average documentary about wildlife or something. Yeah. Yeah, I think that kind of spells like uh succession eventually becomes uh kind of a commentary about any media company. So it's also very funny to end like this run of HBO with this thing that seems to also be about the death of a traditional media. Um, that's also equally funny to me, just the timing and, and Zaslav almost, you could almost draw parallels. He's not quite a Rupert Murdoch. He doesn't have quite the stakes in like Fox, Fox news or whatever, but um, there was also uh the thing with the uh, Rupert Murdoch's divorce, divorce recently, where it came out in the papers, he was like, uh, you, you aren't allowed to uh, talk to the team behind succession. He didn't want uh, uh, his ex-wife to spill any of the details of his private life. So very uh, aware that his life is feeding into the show and that the writers are, you know, not quite writing about him. That's why they're good because they're not saying it's him. They're, they're yeah. able to get creative about it and make it something that will uh, reflect every media type like Zaslav or Murdoch for the next, you know, I, I imagine people will watch this for as long as there's television. I hope so. Um, I mean, that that's something that as, as a fan, I don't even know if fans are strong enough for it. As, <laughs> yeah. as someone who, who like loves television Hmm. um and and i don't mean like i just turn on um a random episode of the office on monday night and like watch a couple episodes and you know feel something i mean like i i try to keep up with it i like the history of television and all that stuff you know the the idea of succession now just existing as like a tile (laughs) on people's max app and and, like i was just talking to my parents um before getting on this call i'm you know my parents are certainly not a barometer for where american culture is at right now they're in their mid-60s but they didn't watch succession and and i was just like yeah i'm gonna record a succession podcast they're like oh yeah we haven't gotten around to that maybe you know someday blah blah blah. we're, we're watching you right now you and i'm like okay you on netflix okay. i know i, I know you it. i know carolyn netflix Kepnis, I think her name is. We're Facebook friends, so we're very official. The author of <laughs> you and me. We're, we're great friends, apparently. Yeah, you and me. No, I haven't watched that, but I got friends that watch it. Um, in, I shouldn't say, but in my opinion, it looks like uh, a typical Netflix schlock. But um, just the thought that, like, I'm like, you guys should probably watch Succession. Like, this is like a big deal. And they're like, ah, I'm just watching you on Netflix, you know. I'm like, you know, a show as to our minds as big as Succession now yeah. in 2023, as big as it feels, it's like, it, is it really that big? Because like, right when yeah, The Sopranos was so. on, I think like legit everybody watched The Sopranos, or at least everybody that had HBO. It felt um, like the Super Bowl the day The Sopranos ended, like the just like the water cooler nature. Like I, yeah. I hadn't been watching Sopranos yet. That's one I was very late to. And I got in and like turned on the radio and heard what the ending was. I, I, you know, I was like, oh, fuck, now I have to watch Sopranos. I know the ending. And, you know, that was actually my entry. It was like the last episode of Sopranos. There were ones I followed, like Oz and The Wire, or what kind of my shows. Um, Mm -hmm. 
the the Larry Sanders show was, <laughs> is my a- HBO staple from my childhood, which is like a precursor to Seinfeld. Uh, uh, one of those situational comedies, uh, which is like background show business, almost like 30 Rock uh, about a talk show. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, and it has all the comedians and people that would come on talk shows at the time. And it's kind of a deconstructing all that. So that's a fascinating early HBO uh, format for what they could become. Um yeah, uh, yeah, Sopranos was always kind of credited as being like the original like prestige HBO show, but Larry Sanders was like years before that, right? Right. I think if Seinfeld didn't get the credit, Larry Sanders would, and uh, Larry David's kind of still working in that that mold, and um, everyone loves Gary Shanley, and uh, um, Judd Apatow made like a two part HBO documentary about him a couple of years ago, which is really great too. Uh, has all his notes and. Uh, it's a really loving portrait of kind of like Larry Sanders show and Gary Shandling as a guy. Uh, I like Apatow. Uh, I think uh, I a lot of the culture's cooled on Apatow and I really like him still. So I did so. I, it's, uh, it's generational. I don't think I've seen his last couple of movies. What was the his King last Staten movie? Island, maybe? Uh, the Bubble Hasn't on he made Netflix. one since then? Yeah. He made The Bubble on Netflix, which was like a... Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Less said about that, the better movie. Probably, yeah. No, I didn't see Staten Island. Um, so it's been a while. I love, I do love Apatow's early movies, though. I think that's a generational thing too. Like our generation might really like Apatow and and feel it was reflective of uh, the time we were going to movies and closer to adolescence. I think uh, and kind of learning about what that would be like as we were going to the movies. Um, uh, they, they keep trying to bring the Apatowness back, and and comedies aren't quite selling anymore, but uh, they could still happen. I, I, this I could go on about this for a while. You'd preach into the choir because, like, growing up, I comedies were my favorite movies. Like, straight up studio comedies. That's what I watched. Like, and they just like don't exist anymore. Like, it's no, crazy. they don't. Like, like uh... when one comes out, it's like surprising. It's like a comedy that like stars are in. What? Like Step Brothers, yeah. I'm sure was my favorite movie for uh, a long span of time. Um... <laughs> So just that whole Apatow, you know, Will Ferrell, Freaks and Geeks crew, like everything that kind of came out of that was very influential and uh, uh, young Calvin on my mind. Um, yeah, I feel like a lot's been lost because there's not like that communal like crew of people making comedy anymore. There's still SNL, but, uh, you know, we, we got Pete Davidson who's making movies now, but it doesn't feel like there's like a central crew that's going and making like wayne's world or the coneheads or something um they're they're not quite like um or what was it like the night at the roxbury or something they're not like kind of like forming off and making like shows with their crew of uh uh, second city people or whatever you know no i I mean snl cast members still seem to be doing pretty good as far as like getting work uh, yeah they get roles post snl but you're right they're not like creating usually like bill Hader is a oh, yeah. exception into that who obviously appears to be like a legitimate great filmmaker um, he wants to make a horror movie next i'm excited for him that'd be awesome <laughs> you, you know he he directed the entire final season of barry so i've only seen like half the first season so uh i i need to get it like barry's my next watch for sure um It'd be an easy watch because those it's a great show that because it only the the episodes are actually only 30 minutes generally 
I know. I was so amazed by it when I started it because I love Bill Hader and I I love his comedy and uh, it it was just flowing. And I'm like, I I have to get through succession. I think I'm kind of the opposite of you with TV because I'm uh, so into the like the movie culture. Like I'm like my inbox has like 50 movies in it a day. Right. I'm just trying to like Mm -hmm. weed through it. Um, uh, But but like you and uh, our friend Kevin, like your contributions meant so much to me because you both did so some like TV work for the site. And that was a so it's important for me to have you on here. Um, But I try to juggle like one or two TV shows at a time. So I'm very limited, possibly. Um, You know, I'm sneaking some in. I watch Columbo almost every day, which I I take them like I take them like short movies, though. Uh, They're self-contained. Yeah. But you know, I could have one show at a time. There was a Boots. Did Riley. you watch Poker Face? I haven't seen that. See, that's another one that's like right at the front of my mind. And Yellowstone. Those are like the three I'm kind of surfing. Uh, Yellowstone. <laughs> my it's wife's fun. into the Yellowstone it's, thing. It, I'll be honest, that show is pretty trashy. Um, is it? <laughs> but it's a fun watch for sure. Like I, I think I, someone described it to me as like a Western soap opera. I'm like, yeah, pretty much um with a high budget though like it was pristine and Um, tyler sheridan he has like his own ranch and it's like shooting like on location and like gorgeous like mountainous montana or whatever which i'm into i like montana so it's the type of show where like the most dramatic thing that can possibly happen always does every episode (laughs) uh like someone gets punched every episode someone gets shot every episode (laughs) um if you've seen ozark Kind yeah. of like Ozark was a very dour show, though. Yellowstone's yeah. a lot more fun. Um, but it's similar energy of like it's just ridiculous. Um Ozark was like but... breaking bad in a rush. Like it was like, what if we get yeah. to the parts that people liked about breaking bad right away? And it's like, oh wait, you you might need build up to get like the inv- emotional investment we had in breaking bad, but they don't need that. So they're on Netflix. You have to be able to watch it right away and watch it all at once. So it's right. different. <laughs> uh yeah i mean succession kind of uh reproving that people like to go week to week i think uh as a major thing uh people were talking about that ending at the end of game of thrones like seriously they were very seriously saying uh week to week shows are over everything will be streaming and we're finding that's not true yeah no i've al- i've always been preaching the week to week structures it's just better um i i love uh having a show that you can talk about for a couple months rather than uh a week <laughs> like <laughs> like you know a, a season of stranger things drops and it's like oh this is gonna be a huge deal and then two weeks it later is. it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like oh yeah that that was a while ago um and yeah. it's like no like succession everybody talk about succession every sunday night for two months well, and there... it's just a cool feeling there were also like delays between I think it was like season two and three where I talked about it like every week with my wife. Like I, when su- Succession wasn't on, I talked about Succession all the time, like as like a formal obsession of mine. Uh, this show, I've just been like tracking it in my mind as like this is the most like Calvin show on the air. And I'm like, um, like you say, I think like you talk about like your parents, they're watching you like I I tried to sell it to my family. Um even since I sat down, my sister's texting me about succession. Like that's how in my life it is. And a friend's texting me on discord saying that they just started it. Like uh, the conversation's happening, like the show ended and it's still attracting like new people. But uh, I tried to like sell it to my mom. She's like, uh, 
nobody on the show's nice. I don't want to watch that. And I was like, um, that's exactly like what the show might want, right? Like, um, it doesn't need to be as big as Game of Thrones or anything. Um, it might not need everyone, but it needs everyone that does watch it to be like, this is the show. Like, uh, if everyone that does watch it is like you and I and only talks about succession, I think that's like the most massive part of its success. My mom doesn't have to watch it between Bridgerton or whatever. That's okay. Yeah, I, I think another interesting thing about a show like Succession is um, a lot of the mistakes that these uh, streamers and, uh, you know, the different channels, uh, brands making like high-end dramas or trying to make high-end dramas, <laughs> a lot of the mistakes they make is they think, all right, we got to have um, Jennifer Aniston. I mean, that's not a bad example because nobody would get Jennifer. I shouldn't yeah, say that. Apple sure. got Jennifer Aniston for a drama on Apple right now. Oh, do but they? Like, yeah. We got get we got get the stars to attract the viewers, and and right. um, that, that's Apple's big thing, right? Is they'll they'll shell out the big bucks for the stars. Every mm. show that comes out on Apple has uh, a big star um, across the tile or whatever. Um, but HBO and, and obviously with Succession, like their shows tend to like make stars like yeah. they have ensemble casts who you don't recognize m- many of the people i think when the show came out probably the only recognizable person to most people would have been brian cox and even yeah, I, him I knew him kind of be a stretch it. um so and and now like you know people would say probably jeremy strong like he yeah. should have an amazing acting career now because he's freaking amazing um and the whole cast was outstanding. It was very similar with Game of Thrones, where it's just like a huge cast, all people you've never seen before. Um, and, you know, The Wire was like that too. And yeah, I mean, that's kind of a lot of the best shows. That, that's kind of the thing is having that big ensemble cast where you just like no- knock out those characters and, and those casting decisions. I didn't like Nicholas Braun was kind of floating around. He plays uh, cousin Greg here and he's uh, now a big deal. I think he could, any of these people probably have blank checks to go work on with whoever they look like. Um, You know, Brian Cox is a little later in his career, but like Kieran Culkin is like, he's going to have a long career now. He's going to be in movies and shows, whatever he wants. I think, Um, especially the thing that can happen. What, the, what can happen though with these uh tv actors who in these truly iconic shows with iconic characters is like the, you can never see them as another character john hand um, struggled with that for a long time i think yeah uh, idris elba say... from the wire uh uh idris elba gets yeah. in everything because the wire is incredible and like a top two show ever made but um but like idris elba in other things i'm a huge fan because i love the wire and i love idris elba but other people might say Idris Elba is not earning it based on every movie he's in. I, mean, I, I would actually say he's an exception. I think he became okay. a pretty big star after The Wire. See, um, I think he's like the one that gets don't. the roles, but then doesn't like like Beast or whatever is his new project. Like It's kind of nothing movies right now. Um, yeah, that movie was kind of fun. Though. <laughs> some of them end up working with like Aaron Sorkin, like Jeremy Strong and Idris Elba have worked with Sorkin in the last five years. And a lot of the TV actors, because Sorkin was like in the West Wing era of like a 
show running and uh, I think TV attract actors are attracted to him and the way he writes uh, is very, very televisual too. Um, Sarah Snook should be in everything. Oh, I was going to say uh, Matthew McFadden will be in everything. I think he's going to be like a major star now. Like he outacts everyone as uh, yeah. Tom in the last season. He's uh, he almost becomes the show for me. Yeah, uh, I think a lot of people say he he was their favorite performance on the show. Um, I, I think I'd always default to Jeremy Strong. Okay, yeah, I, I love him in this show. But, but um, you can go any which way. I mean, Kieran, Kieran Culkin, too, was amazing. Yeah, uh, I've even had friends say, what's her name? Uh, Dagmara Dominic, Dominics? I don't know how to, how to say her last name, but... Uh, Dagmara, uh, she plays uh, Carolina. <laughs> I think people are just like very like in awe of her when she's on screen. Like it, it yeah. even like these bit performers uh, who aren't like the center of the show. People are like, oh god, like that. That's a defining turn for that person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Succession's created more uh, of these people. You know, other than Game of Thrones, probably more than any show has lately. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, it'll be interesting to see what what these. I think if I had to bet, like who will be successful versus who might struggle to to come out of this, I think I could see Nicholas Braun, cousin Greg, struggling to not be cousin Greg. <laughs> like I, I think he'll he'll just be cousin Greg forever. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that was such a uh, like it's one such of those a unique character yeah. where it's like that's just him now. Um, a, a guy I would compare that to, and these characters aren't anything alike, but um, Christopher Moltisanti, Sopranos. Yeah, he was um, just that guy. But, like, he, yeah, when he came back for White Lotus last year, it was, like, a big deal. Like, oh, he's back. <laughs> like, he hadn't seen him in a long time in anything. Yeah. So. I really liked White Lotus, by the way. I think that is another uh, new era of what HBO Max can become. I think... Uh, I think a Max show will be a lot more like White Lotus, which is on location shooting very quick. Uh, wrap it up in a couple weeks. Uh, get it out once a year. No no interruptions. Um, very cheap to write. Uh, maybe, you know, all your budget goes to actors and a fancy hotel. And that's, you know, that's all you need in that in that kind of thing. That was like a mega hit that came out of nowhere. And it, I think it's great. Oh yeah, absolutely. I love White Lotus. Um, and you can tell one of my favorite things about it is it's just like let's get all these cool actors together <laughs> and go to like a, a remote place and like do this thing. And you can tell they're just like having a blast filming it and everything, like Aubrey Plaza in the last season. Um, was just so cool. Yeah. Um, but my thing with that is I do love that show, but it like you said, it's also um an example of like a, a new like streaming era show where it's just like Absolutely. the one season and it's um, kind of over like you say about stranger things like we talk about it a lot but it doesn't have like the legs of successions conversations yeah once you find out what happened you know it's a mystery it just can't live in the culture the same way as a show that goes for four to seven seasons and really like takes on its own life um like mad men and succession sopranos like like nothing compare can compare to that like you a a great show that comes out and has an amazing season limited series like watchmen or i don't even know what 
another great one was recently, but Watchmen oh, sure. was a good example where which one? Oh, I said sure, yeah. Watchmen was very good. Yeah. Um it, it was excellent. Um fantastic season of TV. But one one quick like eight to ten episodes and and it's over and like you would never say like that could compare to succession or like the underground railroad was like my favorite tv of that year but i also haven't talked Mm -hmm. about it in a year so you know it's kind of like those shows come and go i love the book underground railroad i love the movie or the I, i guess it's almost like a movie then i love the tv show underground railroad and uh it doesn't have the cultural cachet. People didn't watch it like they watched Succession. We didn't talk about it quite the same way. Um, you don't yeah, get I mean, the same I'm, connection with the characters. I'm okay with these shows ending sooner. Uh, Barry is on season, what, three or four when it ended? Uh, what four was Barry well. on four? Okay, so mm-hmm. shows are ending sooner. Like Sopranos was, what, eight? Seven or eight seasons, Seven. maybe? Okay, so yeah, shows mm-hmm. used to have longer runs. Like Showtime used to like drag them out like five seasons too long and that's not happening now that's a that's a good thing that's happening which is right good now. yeah that's true they brought back Lost. Dexter. <laughs> yeah dexter they brought they had oh, a new dexter it was okay actually uh i kind of liked it um I, I was actually just talking about this earlier today um you know like all these show revivals and reboots and uh uh continuations years later i'm like i'm 95 percent of the time i'm like absolutely not i hate this uh just <laughs> let the thing end the way it did um however today dropped the trailer for uh the new like justified spinoff with T- timothy oliphant and i'm like i haven't seen that's, justified that's yes oh you should i should maybe that's another show we could do one day but uh i'd love to have you back on for some tv because uh I think you have some of the most interesting takes on television. I just love walk- talking TV with you. We do our uh, yearly wrap up at the end of the year. So maybe some of the shows we think might be on there, you know, maybe we do a couple shows a year if you're up for it, but. Uh, Absolutely. We could like round out uh, w- when we drop our list at the end of the year, talk about it. I'd love that. Uh, yeah. Because then we could really catch up and it will uh, drive me to watch more television because when I'm really in the mode, I really like television. Um, it's funny, we keep talking about actors, you know, like Aubrey Plaza, she's from TV, and then uh, Aaron Paul was another one of those actors that kind of, like, couldn't do, like, Need for Speed. It didn't work on a big screen. Um, yeah. I almost think of it like theater and going to movies. Like, in theater, you might need um, more dramatic uh, movements and stuff when you're on stage, and then when you're on screen, you, it might need to be smaller. I wonder if there's something like that, with the going from small screen to big screen. Um, I think it's Aaron, a lot like that because Aaron Paul's in the uh, new Black Mirror in like a couple months. I'm excited for that whenever that comes out. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Aaron... a lot of people are like completely out on Black Mirror. Are they? But, okay, but no, I was gonna say I even the last season, like I think the what's been the deal the whole time of Black Mirror is like you know some episodes are pretty good and some are not. And, like, yeah. It's just how it is every season. Like anthologies you, go that way, yeah, yeah. Um, so usually there's at least like one or two episodes in a season where you're like, "Hey, that was pretty good." Um, and they're all like different creators, I think. Um, so you look at like how Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone goes. It's hard to do an anthologized TV show. Um, oh yeah, I didn't watch that. It's hard to do Columbo every week, you know. Um, 
like Columbo even uh Columbo even has like four episodes in some seasons like some of the later seasons are three four episodes so it's always been hard to do anthology in like a, a storytelling method um and there are bad episodes of Columbo it's become my favorite show of the moment but um I need something now that succession's over uh yeah I don't know like I think I think I go on to Barry now and then maybe you know entertain my wife and like watch Yellowstone I think that ends in November um then it has like three spinoffs. Uh, do you think they'll yeah. do Succession? I don't think Succession gets spinoffs, actually. I think it's done. I ho- yeah, I, I hope not. I, I'm pretty sure... Um, ah, shoot, what's the guy's name? Jesse... Oh, creator? Um, yeah, why am I... Blank- Armstrong? Is it, uh, Is it Jesse Armstrong? Something like that. that. Sounds right. <laughs> um, yeah, I wish I knew, but... No, I don't think he would do that. I think they know what they're doing uh, and end it. Um, but curious to see what he does do next. Yeah, uh, of course. Absolutely. Um, yeah, Jesse Armstrong also came from like British television, something almost akin to like what Charlie Broker did. And uh, like Broker was saying like the other day about like Black Mirror, like what kind of went wrong, like the studio, like the channel in, uh, the UK stopped believing in the show and they stopped wanting to fund it. And they're like, prove it's Black Mirror. And then he couldn't. So I think when he got to Netflix, he tried to make something that was very much not what he was doing. That's kind of like a backlash. And that, you know, that kind of hit or miss. Um, I actually liked the gamified one. Uh, it was like a choose your own adventure, like Bandersnatch or something. I don't know if you got oh, I, into that. I, I didn't do that one. Okay. No. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of dumb, but uh, I, I kind of like those interactive things and kind of like, uh, Blurring the line between TV and video games, I think is probably a profitable future. Um, probably. Right now, I'm playing the uh, the Walking Dead Telltale game. Oh, oh, I've played all those. I love those. I'm on the first season, but I'm like, at first, I was like, man, this is kind of dumb. But then I'm like, <laughs> this is kind of good. Like, yeah, the storytelling is just good, so uh, it kind of just works honestly like it's like you're i would say it most feels like a comic book probably um, yeah and i think it's pretty good that way so i remember going to i think it was e3 and meeting the team behind um the wolf among us and uh and i like developed a friendship with like some of the team at telltale and it was kind of a cool thing where it's like you you kind of don't want to blur those lines as press but you know like an open communication by email and you're like i was so excited about like their cell shaded like uh, new adventure game that's kind of like fables was the comic book it's based on uh kind of blending like a noir story with the grotesque comics um so that's my yeah. favorite telltale is a uh, uh yeah i became friends with the voice actor the the main guy in there and uh i i didn't really know the uh walking dead team as well but yeah, no, the Wolf Among Us looks good. I'll check that out. It's super good. I think they're uh, the only thing I think they're still doing is maybe making Wolf Among Us too, and I don't think it's all the same core team. Uh, whatever shell of uh, Telltale is left behind today, uh, I think they're working on Wolf Among Us season two. Um, so I'm excited at least to see it. When will the uh, Telltale Succession game come out? They did do Game of Thrones. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. I know that. Okay, I played that. That was something I played like around when my wife and I were getting serious. We played through some of these uh, Tales of Borderlands. and uh, I heard that one was pretty good, actually. 
pretty funny. Like it kind of is funnier than Borderlands is. It, like it gets the humor of what Borderlands is trying for and makes it even funnier. Um, there's a Borderlands movie this year that could have been a TV oh my show. God, I forgot about that. <laughs> Eli Roth, and I think he went off the project possibly. I don't know what's happening with that. And we have a Gran Turismo movie this year. <laughs> Jeez, I I've been telling everybody I'm like the video game movie wave is happening like it's, prepare yeah, yourself <laughs> like super mario brothers is gonna be the biggest movie of the year like it, it's happening <laughs> you say it, it took over for uh rosen as the second biggest animated film of all time um really yeah i i think that's pretty incredible um yeah i mean it, it is kind of amazing that it's taken this long for like movie stu- studios to realize like huh all this ip like <laughs> right how popular video games are and like we're not tapping into this but i think just so long like the movies were so terrible they just yeah, thought like it right. couldn't be done but it's like if, if you make the movies like competent <laughs> people are gonna show up well so. i think it especially with nintendo they got really gun shy after that uh was it 93 movie that they made they were like we don't want to give our rights nintendo's so protective that it took one mm-hmm. fuck up and nintendo's like we're withdrawing everything from media you know uh, we're going to make everything that we make. So uh, now they're saying they'll make anything. They're they're open to buyers right now. Uh, they want to make Zelda, I'm sure. Money talks. I mean, they see how much money this movie made. They're like, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was thinking more recent than that. Like, you know, in the 2000s, there was uh, I saw Max Payne in theaters. <laughs> yeah, there was a Just... whole wave of stuff like Max Payne. Yeah. Hitman. Doom. Doom. Hitman. Doom had like yeah. first person moments and the rock in it. That was pretty funny of it to do. But yeah, uh, I, yeah, I'm waiting for like the just complete crossover where where everything is all kinds of media. Like where Succession has to have a video game where it's a uh, everything is IP. Possibly we don't know yet. Well, I when you kind of think about it, like it's like the reverse is happening now from like how it was in the two thousands, like in the two thousands, like every movie had a video game, right? Uh, every like, game needs a movie. Yeah. I think that's, what's going to happen. Um, yeah. I was actually just talking to somebody about like the, uh, the uh, James Bond games in the two thousands, which They're I think good. are actually like pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Like agent under fire, um, night fire, uh, from Russia uh-huh. with love, everything, uh, what was it? Everything. Uh, I'm forgetting oh, that other one. Uh, I was about to say everything everywhere. All yeah, me too. I'm like, no, that's not. <laughs> uh, but there was like a handful of the EA games, like the EA license games after the rare. Uh, yeah. Thing. Um, the last one I played was Quantum of Solace, was, which was better than the movie. Everything or nothing. That's what I'm thinking of. Uh, that was a pretty good. I can't remember if that's one where it had like all these action scenes and you're like coming up a. Uh, train and you have this helicopter like i just have like all these fragments of ideas um i mean yeah. in the 90s james bond games were golden eye like uh and then you had james bond 007 on the game boy like they were they were a little stranger um but they became like the movies in the 2000s and that was really interesting yeah i like those because that's kind of how i am i just like at least for gaming i like just like campaign like me yeah like tell me a story yeah, pretty much. <laughs> let me play. Let me play a TV show. <laughs> yeah, uh, Uncharted or or like a Naughty Dog thing. I'm surprised yeah. like Naughty Dog, you know, isn't even further in bed with television than 
the last of us i think uh that the success of like last of us also will change what hbo is and, and what they're funding um because they're well, also in on ip right well i mean they screwed up like did they the uncharted movie was oh, so bad like yeah that should have been if maybe they a had HBO a do-over show. yeah if they had a do-over a hundred percent that would have been an hbo show um they still and could. made Just... by an actually good creator um but no they made the the, the Uncharted movie, I actually didn't see it, but it seemed like did, one yeah. of those 2000s movies. It's almost like the the more recent Fast and Furious movies. It's it's almost nothing. You know, it's like something to watch, but it's... I haven't even seen the new one. Like, I've gone to every Fast and Furious at release, and I haven't even... I'm kind of out. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I, I did. You should be out there. I Dad. should be out. Okay. Yeah. I will see uh-huh. it just because I'm a completionist. And a that's why i saw it <laughs> but, but uh, everything should be tv i mean the fast and furious has always been tv no, don't say that <laughs> we're just going to make it all television in some form uh, don't paint me don't paint me in that circle where i want everything <laughs> to be tv as much as i am the tv guy i love movies too but uh, yeah i think we need movies to be movies and tv to be tv like maybe marvel yeah. needs to be tv maybe fast and furious needs to be tv Maybe everything, everywhere all at once has to be a movie and should never come near television or something like Maybe there needs yeah. to be a defined line now. Um, I think that's happening, by the way. I think the studios are kind of becoming more gun-shy and putting their movies on services. They also want to sell their movies off to other services more recently. So um, I don't think what HBO and and uh, Warner Bros. did the last two years will keep happening. Uh, like, they pissed off Christopher no. Nolan, and, they're, you know, they're not going to keep doing that to directors. No. And I, I think, you know, obviously the pandemic was like its own like bubble time. Um, and now that we're out of that, it you know, I, I do think movie theaters are quote unquote back. Yeah. Um if they can be although writers Regal yeah. Regal's literally not like a, a bunch of Regals <laughs> closed in my area. Yeah, um, Regals which was sad. Seems like maybe AMC is back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. AMC is specifically is back. Uh, they <laughs> have worrying. a monopoly on the market, which is kind of sad. Um, because the IMAX that I went to my whole life uh closed a Regal. Yeah, um, that's terrible. Like uh, two of the Regals I go to closed, so not great. Yeah, and uh, like a uh, we have one the big picture I think in in Redmond, which is a really great like dine in theater that's closed. Uh, yeah, several high end ones. Um. I know, like several of like the major like Hollywood movie theaters have closed. Like, like actual like iconic establishments are closing like throughout the country. So, like theaters are back, yeah. but some of them are gone. Um, during the Sith, multiplexes, yeah. During Sif, they announced they're buying Cinerama, which is like a downtown Seattle theater that Paul Allen had, which was a like a lost dream, like downtown. It's just been there, a dead building since the pandemic. So, I'm super happy to see some being revived and. And some theaters yeah. are coming back. That's really good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I go as much as I can. Um, now, like we said, most of the multiplexes are AMC's, <laughs> uh, which is kind of lame. I we got some Cinemarks around here, but then I love going to like the repertory theater to the main Chicago one. What's yours? It's like the the music box or like the what's that big really great theater you have done there? The music box, which yeah. you know um by any measure probably the best theater like in the midwest <laughs> yeah um, that's everything i've heard you know even from ebert and like you know the chicago writers they yeah. love the music box 
it's like a mecca, which is hilarious because it's like, you know, physically it's not. It's like a hundred year old <laughs> building that's like right. terrible. But, but you like walk inside, you're like, oh, this is a this is the spot. This is beautiful, and it's one of those theaters that sits like, you know, eight hundred people or something like that, and it's pretty cool. So maybe that's what we need is for like a, a clear line. Like it, movies are this thing you go and experience and uh, maybe shows are week to week now. Maybe they're, maybe they're not dropped all at once anymore unless they're a very certain brand like Stranger Things, which has to be dropped all at once and could only happen like five times in its existence. <laughs> and that's probably done. Yeah. I mean, that's it, weird. But yeah. Yeah, I think kind of getting to the point where netflix is kind of like a punching bag at least in my eyes yeah. of like you know they're not really putting out good stuff that's not better off than zaslav right now yeah yeah true um but occasionally you'll get some good movies on there um yeah. they'll fund good know. things they'll go to the markets yeah. when they can um yeah, I, I don't remember like the last I'm sure there was like during award season I saw some really good Netflix movies. Um I can't yeah, think what of what was their big the last movie one. last year. I know Power of the Dog was the last one. I was like, that's one of the best movies yeah. of the year. They did it. Um Didn't I, they have one last year too in the best picture hunt? I'm pretty sure they did. A significant one. <laughs> oh, it was um it was the German movie. Oh the wolf war movie oh yeah yeah yeah. um all, all quiet, quiet on the western front yeah yeah that was, was a netflix. major player that i wasn't expecting to be a major player right it didn't seem like it was till the word season happened and then it was um yeah, yeah. Uh, they always send me like the the giant art books for all their movies during award season so i have like a whole wall covered in netflix art books that i need to kind of go through um like I have Ma Rainey's Black Bottom up there. I don't really need an art book for it. You know, it's it's fine. I like the movie, but I don't need a it. I don't need it to occupy this space in my life. A giant one for Irishmen. I'm holding on to that. Those um, cross boxes. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah they send giant like uh, Absalom. I think is the company. They make like the the high end art books for movies, and I mean that they're they're nice, but uh, you kind of have to pick and choose what you let into your life physically. Yeah, anything, anything to swing, uh, swing the vote. You get the art book. Well, neon um, sends the most beautiful boxes. They're just like the most compact. You know, you slide them out. You could just get all your movies in one little box. Netflix sends like fifteen boxes. I'm tired of of their uh, process. Like you're an online um, digital company. Just let me watch them online. It's okay. Send me an ebook. <laughs> yeah. So it could have been an email. Is kind of how I feel that. A lot of the Netflix things, but yeah, Neon or A twenty four, I get it. You know, does Apple send stuff? No, they send links. They they know what they're doing. Um, mm. I think they have sent a few things, but uh, they usually send links. Um, they know what they are. <laughs> yeah, and I usually, I mean, Apple's usually sent me their stuff as soon as it's coming out. Like they're pretty good about like updating like the Apple press site and stuff. So uh, it is possible to get on there on their stuff but uh hbo always hard to contact for press by the way uh they they were a very hard nut to crack so uh it's very hard to get like succession if you really want it like i don't even know if the big sites get succession 
I think they did, but not the finale. Right. I think maybe they get it like a day ahead or something. Like uh, yeah. Amazon will send me their entire shows, you know, a week before. But I think HBO is a little more. They want the conversation. Mm-hmm. Which is good. Yeah, I think it is good. I think it does produce the best results. Um, and they don't send junk. Like I've n- I don't receive bad things from HBO or Warner Bros. Especially, it, it's I mean the bar of quality is a little higher than say Netflix. Um, Have did they send you a uh, a press book for Scooby Doo from the year two thousand two? <laughs> I'd like it. Uh, honestly, uh, nothing for Scoob either. Um. And they canceled Scoob 2, by the way. So I'm still uh, sore with uh, HBO and, and Warner Bros. for that. So Yeah, I was just reminded of that. That was the same situation as Batgirl, right? Yeah. And just like... the, yeah, they just had this thing and it just wasn't working. Then they put up Velma, I think, was there. Oh, they still yeah. put up Velma. <laughs> That's a show, though, right? This yeah. Mindy Kaling. Right. So I wonder how much of a... Yeah cash sink scoob 2 was if they you know maybe maybe the budget's really low on belma i don't know what do you think the future is here do you think we'll have another succession i feel like a i would have said no after game of thrones and now i think we'll continue to get shows like succession and barry um they might not be game of thrones popular but i think we'll i think they'll be as popular as barry is for example I mean, I'm inclined to say no, but probably okay. like the law of averages, like it probably will happen somehow. Um, it's just a matter of like how it will, how it will come to be. Yeah. Um, like, you know, which of these streamers is going to make it happen where like a show really <laughs> like strikes like that. And, right. and it just doesn't seem right now like that's in the cards even like I can't even imagine like a show really hitting the monoculture on Apple like that. I mean, I guess I shouldn't say that because Ted Lasso kind of did, and Ted Lasso is like a fraction as good as Succession, but it seemed um, to have even fallen off. Like some of the monoculture yeah. on Ted Lasso, like it, it was like I was pretty high on it the first season. Second season, I was like, all right, yeah, I still like it. And then this season, I'm like, I'm not watching. Yeah, me neither. So yeah. I was the same. Funny. Um, is, is there a so... show right now that you think could become so? succession level big say like breaking bad didn't hit the first two seasons i think the bear might be the the show right now that i expect to be big in two years no i think uh i love the bear trust me like <laughs> you know Ch- chicago boy here i was like yeah i'm playing I, to I, you there i binged the whole season uh like the the first or second day it came out on hulu and i was just like talking to everybody about it last summer and then eventually it got pretty popular so i didn't have to anymore but i think um, it'll be big in two years i think it will i mean uh, bob odenkirk says he's joining this year so yeah i think um, it'll break this year uh, i, th- I don't it think was it's that type of show but, yeah that's fair honestly i don't think it's that type of show that will <laughs> a go on that long yeah. Um, I could see it being like just three seasons, three or four. I um, think would be yeah, uh, probably anymore would be uh, too much. The show that I have my eye on is like, could this be be something that becomes bigger than it is right now? Has been actually since it came out. Um, industry. Oh yeah. Uh, which I think is a lot like Succession. 
I think that's probably what I meant more than ballers. Uh, I must have had them in my mind mixed up because I was thinking <laughs> industry and I said ballers. And that's funny. I, I don't know if those shows are very alike. Uh, <laughs> I don't think but... they have anything to do with each other. <laughs> that's too funny. The, I could not imagine The Rock on industry. Um, <laughs> but I love industry. I don't think it's as accessible as Succession. Okay. The is it writing good, is a though? lot more dense. It's really good. Okay. Um, the writing is a lot more dense. They get a lot more into the minutia of you know stock trading and all that stuff. Yeah. Where honestly, it loses me a, a lot of the time. Where <laughs> okay. I'm just like, I have no idea what they're talking about. Succession keeps um, it very, very accessible. Very, um, yeah, because it's so like light and funny, and like it, if really you don't like... even understand what they're talking about, sometimes it doesn't matter. It's just like popping. Yeah, like if you're in like the boardroom meetings, they're very funny. If they're if they don't make you know, if I'm like I don't understand what that is, it's at least very funny to me. And I, uh, um, I you know I I'm interested in the media generally, so Succession is very accessible. Mm-hmm. I've done enough media studies now, but uh, Succession is like media studies. The show. Uh, I don't think there's anything that that's in my mind, at least. That's a, Were you a big newsroom guy? Then? I like newsroom more than most people, I think. Yeah. Are you? Uh, I think it's okay. No, I never watched it. Okay. Yeah, I think it's fine. Uh, probably overhated, if anything. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if there's... like The Lord of the Rings, I don't think, will be as big as it was oh, when no. it came out for a second season. I think that'll fade. That show just... Yeah, it just wasn't good enough because um, um, that was on at the same time as House of the Dragon and House of the Dragon was honestly quite a bit better, I thought. Yeah. Um, at least easier to watch. I didn't watch uh, fully either. I just I didn't I don't want to get into them. Uh, I don't want to get involved. It's fine. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> I think House of the Dragon's pretty good, though. Um, I was pretty skeptical going in. Um, But yeah i mean it's it's kind of like dark too because it's like oh now we're getting house of the dragon and there's probably gonna be more game of thrones and so it's like okay ip is like invading tv now too i mean a lot of the tv conversation you know when when you're out talking to friends they'll be like did you see the new episode of the mandalorian and i'm like no man like i don't care (laughs) like if they if another game of thrones book comes out could you see them continuing like an alternate timeline game of thrones somehow like a continuation of the original show yeah maybe it's just too far gone now you can't rewrite it right no okay um and and i I don't think that'll happen anyways like it just seems like george R. R. martin's like it's not gonna happen you don't you know think the I mean? book's coming out anyway? I think so. I think if it was gonna come out, it would have come out already. It would be my. <laughs> well, I think that's the trouble. With... Isn't he like eighty something? Yeah, I think that might be the trouble with adaptations. Is what if they stop happening? The <laughs> uh, I mean, it's rare, but you know, you're making something, you're following it along, and then and then you're the thing. Game of Thrones, the show, became the main source eventually. Once the book stopped coming out, yeah, and that's I think true. that was dangerous for an IP to become the main source instead of a. Uh, kind of filtering it through what they were doing, which was really great at first. Well, I mean, 
adjacent to that and you know it's hard to talk about right now like nobody wants to acknowledge its existence but harry potter oh is gonna be an hbo show and you know honestly it probably always should have been an hbo show yeah uh, rather than eight movies uh because those books are pretty dense i mean yeah they're Um, gonna fit much more of the books if each book is a a series or a season yeah that'll work i think uh i think so too but i don't know if like people are gonna be open to it or it's gonna be like boycotted (laughs) or yeah i don't know if i'll watch it i know it will work but i I think ezra will have me watch it so i think i uh i took her to one of the movies and donated to like local trends charity so i think i'll i think i'll make Uh, some donations when i watch the series and uh, my friend my friend steven put me onto that uh with the site uh you could donate to, you know, causes you care about if you're going to support people that you don't want to support. Um, I think that's that, fair play. That's great. Yeah. No, I know a lot of people love the new Hogwarts Legacy game. I haven't played uh, it yet, but it I'm looks sure good, it looks but fun. I might not. I, uh, like if it's on Game Pass or something, like uh, that might be like the ethical like barrier for me. I can't yeah. pay $70. No. But if it's on Game Pass, I think I'd play with Ezra and yeah, donate to some charity. Um, well, uh, I think we'll have to come back like next time we're both on a show. Like, I don't know, like, what our next show that we're both, we'll be watching is, but um, season two of The Bear next yeah, month. <laughs> maybe we do The Bear. Uh, that would be kind of fun. Um, yeah. thank you so much for coming on, Tyler. And uh, we'll make sure it's not a couple years between your next appearance here. Um, you're you're uh, famously on the the Shining, a uh, very agree- agreeable episode. Uh, we all have the same take on that, so. Oh my god. I uh yeah, that was one for the ages. <laughs> that was a very funny show. Though. I think it was good. Uh I think I would recommend. What else were you on? You were on The Shining and I was on that and Endgame where and we Endgame. had yeah. like an existential crisis on the podcast <laughs> about movies. We did? Like all of us? Or maybe it was just me, but No, it's possible. No, I believe that all of us did. I just don't have any memory. Now that I've done like 160 or 70 of these whatever it is now wow congrats uh, I, and i've done so many other shows on our site that i uh, my brain is just mush um like yeah. i understand how people who make things like game of thrones can no longer follow their product like you make so much of something and you're like i don't know what i made i don't know what this is anymore <laughs> i'm just putting out podcasts into the role well once you put it out into the ether you don't really revisit it right um, yeah you're like i'm not some type of narcissist like just like enjoying my own work (laughs) maybe that's the best argument for like the four season run of tv is that you're like a you're still with your creation you haven't like lost the sauce on it you don't become every single showtime show which is like uh weeds where it became a different show every season or something yeah i like weeds but uh it's a different show every season a very charming show though well, uh, yeah. I like, yeah. No, thank, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I'm, you know, I'll come on anytime to talk TV <laughs> with you. It's, it's great. Hang out. It has been too long, so we'll have to do it again soon. Thank you so much, buddy. Let's come back for the bear then. Let's, uh, let's write that in stone, and, uh, and uh, we'll come back and see if that is the new succession. I, I don't know if it will be, but uh, something okay. has to occupy the slot. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Catch it in Italian beef. <laughs> All right, mate. Take care.
in my conversations and I post them online for entertainment. It's nice to know at least you listen to the show because it's quite the possibility that nobody is listening to me in this modern world. Things have changed. Everybody's entertaining. Who's being entertained? Thank you. Yeah.